My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions, that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, everybody. The pre-orders I hear are off the charts for the new Odyssey Red Ball Putter by our friends at Callaway Golf. Go check out callawaygolf.com and watch the tutorial video. Hank Haney did an awesome little uh, explanation of this really Fascinating face balance mallet putter uh, with this red ball scope. Uh, you just have to see it. Uh, it's got Versa high contrast alignment and, of course, the white hot RX insert. But more importantly, it's got this cool innovation that helps you with alignment. Go to callawaygolf.com and check out the Odyssey red ball. It is now available for order. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Proper Cloth. Are you having trouble? Finding shirts that fit, I'll tell you what, Shaq. I saw some of the guys mm. out here today at this uh, <laughs> final round of the Open Championship. I did not. Really? There are some of these combinations that I'm not going for. Now, it's oh. not necessarily the fit, but I didn't I didn't really uh, – I wasn't feeling Phil's shirt today. They need proper Phil, cloth in their life. Phil, Phil especially could use a little proper cloth. Mm. At propercloth.com, ordering custom shirts has never been easier. You create your custom shirt size by answering 10 easy questions. The shirts start at 80 bucks and are delivered in just two weeks. Perfect fit is guaranteed because if a shirt doesn't fit, they remake it for free. That makes the whole process risk-free. For premium quality, perfect fitting shirts, visit propercloth.com slash shackhouse and use gift code shackhouse to get $20 off your first custom shirt today. Now, Shaq, let's get into the Shaq House. House, greetings one more time from beautiful Carnoustie. We had an incredible, incredible week here. How are you doing? Did you enjoy what you saw on television? I am exhausted, Shaq. I, <laughs> well, I felt like I was 
literally, you know, in, engaged in a, in a physical contest of some sort, my own self at my advanced age. Now it's mm. easy for me, you know, once the adrenaline gets, gets pumping and I don't have anywhere to put it, I don't know what to do with myself. So, you know, it might've been a few jumping jacks, a couple high knee raises here in the living room. It's all I could do to get, you know, to, to, to keep from jumping up to the top of the ceiling because the leaderboard about halfway oh, through this thing, Shaq, amazing. Amazing. was like every great name in golf, you know, except for uh, uh, yeah, Dustin handful. Johnson and Justin yeah. Thomas and Sergio Garcia. But what a leaderboard, my man. Yeah, it was just spectacular. You know, we've kind of telegraphed that there was the hope that we'd get this kind of tournament. I think this is sort of what we thought we'd get with Tiger back and uh, it just was that perfect. I mean, really, you had every generation uh, of the last 25 years covered, and it was uh, just spectacular on every front. The golf course played so beautifully. It brought out so many styles. The debate at the beginning of the week about how to attack it uh, really was unusual for a major championship these days, and and it just all panned out so beautifully. But I'll, I'll be honest, I, I really thought, Jordan Spieth was going to take this and and uh, run away with, not run away, but run away by modern standards with this kind of a, a stack leaderboard and win by three. And wow. uh, obviously, I'm, yeah, just, I mean, the, the way he was going and his mojo, it just seemed like that's where it was uh, it was headed. And, and obviously... I'm so surprised to hear that. I will tell you, I woke up hmm. this morning, saw some of the early broadcasts, saw the guys on the range saw what Jordan Spieth was wearing and I uh, sent a text. Uh, wait, wait, you're I sent the a one. Text. I'm telling you oh, right now, Lord. I sent a text at whatever time, nine something East Coast to the West Coast where I like to, to make my wagers and the West Coast wasn't awake yet so they couldn't receive the wager I wanted to make. I wanted to know what odds I could get for the field against Jordan Spieth. At the time I was mm. looking at it, it was, you know, uh, two to one, right? You had to pay 200 to win 100 to take the field against Jordan Spieth. By the time the round got going and, and uh, he had a little trouble there, it got all the way down to nearly even odds. Um, right. uh, I didn't I didn't do it, but I, I've just had a different sentiment altogether, a different feeling. Huh. I'm making and fun of his, of his outfit. No. It wasn't all fashion based. I just thought, um, based on the Jordan Spieth that we've seen uh, so far this season, that we'd we'd observe the very best. I thought mm. that he'd exhausted all that that he had in terms of maximizing his game, uh, and I just thought he was he, that that was uh, he couldn't keep it up through the balance of this round because mm. um, he's just not all the way back to the full uh, Jordan Spieth, you know, superpowers. So that was that okay. my angle was was somebody other than Spieth. I thought going into last night, I thought Rory McIlroy uh, was going to come out and burn the place down. Um, and he was he had well, a little bit of an indifferent front nine. Um, yeah, but but was in the mix on the back. Thirty three on the back, and what an incredible week for him. I mean, I you know I've openly talked down his chances on a firm fast course, and then today the wind was howling. I mean, it was so tough out there. Now, the wind. A couple of the players pointed out that the wind was, yes, it was tough, but it, it the angle was better than whatever light little breezes we'd had earlier in the week because most of the holes, it was either dead into you or dead down. Um, and for these guys, the, the that's 
really, frankly, easier for them. It, but it was still so windy. The ball, the fairways were so hard, and and it is so stressful trying to you know, land balls on these fairways. Way more stressful and difficult than than controlling your ball and landing it on the greens. And so, for him to excel on this kind of setup that he has openly said he doesn't really care for and doesn't know how to play, I just think is uh, so impressive that he he battled the way he did and, and played the way he did. And by the way, he also did a couple of, of interesting things strategically this week. You know, he, he admitted he was going to probably subscribe to the aggressive approach, and he quickly backed off that. And then I think the other thing that was fascinating, he, he I didn't watch enough of him in person, but I think he pretty much uh, got rid of the green reading book. He kind of went the Luke Skywalker and turned off the uh, the thingamajiggy and uh, just went by feel <laughs> uh, wow. out there. And look what he did. And, and this is what Butch Harmon's criticism was, that he's robotic on the greens. And so this could be just a big, big week for him that sets him up for – uh, a big year with the PGA and the Ryder Cup looming. So good for him. It, it is amazingly his first runner-up in a major. Um, he's had mm. tons of, of top fives and obviously the wins that he has. I was just surprised to see that. Mm. I saw that stat. I'm interested in a few things that you just touched on. First of all, we should tell folks you were physically outside. You were on the grounds following the Molinari Tiger Woods group today, right? Right, right. So I, uh, I, I picked away at the uh, media lunch today, and uh, the chicken wrapped in in uh, bacon. Um, <laughs> not, not as, not as good as it sounds. Um, they also had the mystery lamb. I think that was left over from yesterday, and then they threw a new sauce on it. So I, I had a little lunch. We had a fun chat with um, Rick Riley and and uh, Alan Shipnuck and Bob Herrig, and it was we were we were doing some interesting uh, prognosticating. And yeah, then I went out and picked up the Woods uh, Molinari group at the six, and it was so. So fun. I mean, it's the perk of the job to have the inside the ropes. And I knew where to stand. I'd, I'd seen this spot earlier in the week. Get right behind the tee. There's a TV stand. You can you can be there and, you, and nobody bothers you. And you just see the tee shot right away, whether it's going to go out of bounds or what it's going to do. And, and Tiger took a little extra time. And, I mean, it was just a huge, huge moment for him. I don't think that hole really fits his eye, uh, according to Rob McNamara, his kind of his uh, guru and friend and confidant, and, and we talked a little bit about it, and uh, he just hit the most beautiful kind of knuckle cut shot that just, it just went right at the OB briefly and then cut and then just took this crazy bounce because I think it had like this sort of knuckle spin on it, and the tempo, the rhythm house of his swing just, it's, it's just so different than what he's been doing. Everything about it. It almost looks like he's not, this is going to sound strange, but it looks like he takes a club back and then it's almost the same speed through the ball. He, 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 he just, the rhythm and the lack of pressing and, and trying to bomb it. And, and I mean, 18, he kind of let one go. And then we had that stupid fan thing, but, uh, it just looks sensational. So, yes, so I went out and went the whole way with him, and then Molinari it was just stunningly consistent and relentless. He just hit every iron shot either in a great spot. He, I, the only iron shot he missed in the entire back nine was on the par 313th, which was just 
really awkward today with a back right hole location, and he got very lucky. The ball bounced through and almost went into the gorse, and it didn't, and he had a swing. Otherwise, I can't think of a of a poor iron shot, and uh, no bogeys on the weekend. Just an amazing performance for him to come from the John Deere Classic and win the Open Championship. Yeah, 37 straight holes without a bogey. But the, the reason that I wanted to call to everybody's attention the fact that you were physically outside is because I wanted the first-person account, the first-hand live boots-on-the-ground account of you, like what that wind felt like, how oh. it was switching back and forth, oh. and the and the and the ground under your feet. You know, what part of the broadcast this morning that I enjoyed, probably the the highlight of the morning broadcast for me, was Bones out there with a basketball, um, kind of dropping it from head level and seeing how far up the basketball would bounce. You know, to, to know. reflect how. It was cool. It was super cool. Bones looked like he had some game. Now he said on the broadcast he does. He he hadn't played in a long time, but oh, he spun the ball. He, he's so modest. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he, he does. Got, yeah. Bones Bones got game. But in any event, um, between the firmness of of the the fairways, the way the wind the wind finally picked up, um, and, and uh, I wanted to know on six the three wood yeah. the tiger hit to get to the oh, front of the green. So good. That that that's the one that really. It's funny that six to me was really, in many respects, the pivotal hole for both Tiger and for Jordan, uh, and yeah. both of them with, with three wood. Um, to, to, how close were you to Tiger, and, and then three wood? I was, he hit? I was, I, I was about forty yards ahead, and when he hit the shot, and I watched his body language, and then I heard the the, the applause from the crowd, and we we kind of had fun. Ian O'Connor of ESPN.com and I were kicking around. Uh, how far somebody hit the ball from the hole and when we couldn't see it based on the ovations here and the crowd didn't give it much and what? I got up to the yeah I got up to the green and he, and I said to Ian what's the deal this that shot was phenomenal he let, he placed it in the left front um nobody was getting near that green really right. uh, and then you had Fleetwood right. took himself out of the tournament on that hole out of the and tournament that's right Jordan later took himself out and I actually texted my editor house I was going to write if Tiger won um, my story all around the the sixth hole and his uh, his play there. He went par par. He had an eight iron in uh, in round one, uh, but then he birdied it both days on the weekend. Played it so beautifully yesterday too, and uh, it's just such a scary, scary tee shot. Uh, it's kind of goofy. They've brought the fairway in on the right, so it's way wider left of the bunkers than the right, you know. And they all talk about Ben Hogan and and whether you know he went left and he kind of did maybe one day um, accidentally maybe. But anyway, it's a great lore and all that. But the fairway was tiny on the right, and uh, but it didn't matter where the fairway lines ultimately were. It just looked stupid um, to to people who look for that stuff. It just. It is just such a scary haul. And so his execution there the two days, if he had won, I, I would have, have written about it. Was, it was so uh, just epic to watch that and, and watch. Because uh, I, I just don't think it's a hole that anybody's that comfortable on. But uh, I, I especially sensed it's not his favorite. And so to see that kind of thing, I think, I think uh, in, in Recent times, if he was uncomfortable like he was on that hole, we would have seen some some quackers out to the right, <laughs> just keeping it in bounds and and then chasing it. I mean, he just just he just didn't hit many crazy. He didn't really hit any crazy shots on the weekend. It, it was just gosh, he's playing well. Incredible. Well, that was 
So the the I I'm I'm glad that you had uh, sort of mentally circled six because I did the same thing, which is why I'm insisting that we kind of go through it. I really thought that was the shot that swing with the three wood. The drive was great, and the fact that he um, played it, you know, perp the cut exactly the way he wanted to play it. You know, kudos to Tiger for for the the um, you know where his game is right now and his sort of mastery of of um, that shot at that sort of still still on the front nine you know there, there's still this thing and i want to get to this with you um he he he, ha- he shows a different level of comfort front nine to back nine on the weekends now but yeah. i was really prepared yeah. to to give uh, you know this this uh critical moment crucial moment to six and then uh he had the save on 10 an all world all time vintage oh. tiger woods save on 10 where the, and that's when the phone and the Twitter and everything on my end here in the States started going crazy. <laughs> oh, good. The, yeah, the that fairway bunker on, shot yeah, right. was amazing uh, that he gave himself a birdie putt. That, that was the one where you just miss it a little and you're in the burn. And I, I got a good look. I went up the left side, and the lie was sensational, but still, and it was downwind, but it was, again, the sand was heavy in these bunkers, and he misses that by a fraction, and that's that's in the burn. So that was a huge... Ballsy shot. That was it. Was awesome. It was the height of 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 Tiger excitement. He walked oh. on the eleventh tee. Four thirty four. He was he was on the uh, the sole leader of a major sole championship leader. That's again. Exactly yeah, right. We yes. we I noted the time because he just thought, oh boy, is this it? Is this uh, do it? Here we go. And then he right. just he just completely bungled the eleventh hole. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was it, the difference. The funny thing is, um, it seemed like his tee ball. Uh, um, you know, quit on him a little bit on on each of 9, 10, 11, 12, and he was able to uh, save himself on 9 and 10 and not so on 11 or 12. And 11, he compounded the mistake by, you know, trying, again, kind of a vintage Tiger shot and where he was yeah. able to pull it off on 10, on 11, that flop out of the rough where if he'd stuck yeah. it, he, he'd, he would have had a chance at saving bogey, I think. After the round, uh, he 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 said he didn't regret how he played that that shot. Um, Bob Herrig asked him, and he just said that he, because um, I was kind of expecting him to say, you know, in hindsight, I would have I would have just thrown it over the bunker a little bit more and and taken my uh, licks and made bogey. But right, he really believed he could play that shot, and he just got too cute with it. And that that double was was really painful, and uh, it was just a killer. While Molinari was just uh, plodding along there so beautifully. And and really, the sixth hole was the last time Molinari was a little shaky. He was shaky on six both days on the weekend. And then after that, he just uh, – he was he was a machine. He was just incredible. Well, you know, he, he, he made par on every hole until he got to 14 and then made birdie on 14 the way that everybody was making birdie on yeah. 14. Um, but the, the uh, t- true uh, culprit to me – with 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 Tiger was um you know just just the, the compounding the mis- the mistake on on twelve you know he he was obviously shaken by the double on eleven and then to tug yeah. that that three iron into the rough on the left again on twelve it's like ah that's it I mean it was we it was right there and then it was gone it was all in in in, in the course of maybe thirty five minutes it, uh, maybe but you kind of knew what I don't know if he knew about the Eagles on 14, but you did have 
that looming sense that there was an eagle out there. And, um, and so I guess I, that's why I didn't get uh, to where I felt like, oh, it's time, this is, it's over. Uh, Molinari, you know, showed a little sign of trouble there on 13 and then just uh, made that amazing up and down. But Tiger, I mean, he just wasn't he wasn't phased by anything Molinari was doing or the circumstances. But as you say, it just got a little ragged in that stretch. And he said after that it felt exactly like it used to feel in contention because Ron yeah. Green asked him, did it feel different? And he, he just gave the biggest smile all week. And he, and he just said it felt so good. It felt exactly like it used to feel. Um, and I think that is fascinating because when you're out there watching that kind of leaking oil on that stretch when the wind was really going, you're wondering, is he, is he feeling something, a tentativeness? And, um, but then the ball striking, really, the shot on 16 was fantastic, a dumb hole location. They had, about, they had a lot of dumb hole locations this week. A lot of inf- uh, one caddy, I'm writing my course story right now for golf, we call them infinity Infinity Hall locations. He was so mad, and I, I saw a few of them. They're just they just they look like they're about to fall over the edge of the green, and they well, put a bunch on knobs. And so that's why the field I think stayed a little bit bunched, is they had so many. But the greens weren't fast enough that it got goofy. They just were they just were kind of lame hole locations. I mean, number one today, if you watch the putts, Tiger hit a great putt there, and it just snapped at the hole. And they had a, a lot of the putts did that, and so they they. Uh, they say they don't care about scoring, but they really they found every knob and weird spot to put holes on, and I was a little disappointed with that. But uh, but the guys, you know, they really kind of kept their head up and didn't say much about that because the green speeds were were so reasonable, and so they um, they didn't have a Shinnecock situation on their hands. Well, that's it, and I, I want to uh, talk about that, and I, I want to be clear. I, I, I talked about it being over for Tiger just the way that I was watching the broadcast. It, 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 just to be precise about it, my experience was I you know the margin for winning error here is so thin because of how tightly bunched everybody is. Losing three shots, you know, dropping three shots over two holes, feels like almost insurmountable notwithstanding all the golf that he had to play and all of the opportunities to rebound it was just too many great guys all together there in that same uh batch you know the best i was hoping for at that point was a, was a playoff where uh you know we'd have Ooh. tiger and and justin oh rose and rory and jordan spieth and you know uh frankie molinari earned it you know all those guys in a playoff and let's just have a shootout yeah. Um, so I, I didn't want to, I don't want to suggest like, oh, you know, I, I, I saw oh, this is it. That's you know, I didn't, the, the sky hadn't fallen at that point. Um, let's take a quick break. Cause I do want to talk okay. about course setup and the comparison between Carnoustie and Shinnecock and that green speed point that you just made. Well, and I, you know, I have a really important message to share with you house, because I know how much you love the bachelorette and, uh, just a big, big heads up. This Tuesday on Callaway Live, that's at 9 Eastern, Caitlin Bristow is going to be on. I, I, she's, she's season 11. She's engaged to Sean B. Uh, <laughs> Sean B? I, uh, yeah, I Sean think... B. Of course, Sean B. I mean, who else yeah. would it be? Hey, right, but right. She's, the famous, she loves the famous Sean B. golf. She's got a cabillion Instagram followers. Uh, I am told, sources tell me, this is a great get for Callaway Live. So check it out. And, of course, by the way, also on Callaway Live, in the archives right now, Tom Watson, who's playing in the Senior Open this coming week at St. Andrews, 
Also a great discussion with Harry Arnett. Go to CallawayGolf.com and you will find Callaway Life. Well, Shaq, I'm, I'm happy to also give a quick shout out to our new friends, mm. MyBookie.ag. Do you think that you know who's going to win the ball game or the golf tournament tonight? How about this? Lay down some cash and get in on the action on the safest online sports book in the world, mybookie.ag offers all kinds of different wagers on baseball as well as every type of sport and league in the world. Hmm. You can create your own player prop wagers using their prop machine. Go check all this stuff out right now. Promo code Shaq will get you up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. If you want to experience Las Vegas-style Sportsbook gambling. MyBookie.ag is the only place to check it out. They have casino games as well, if that's your thing. You can play all these games on your cell phone, iPad, or tablet computer. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Visit Las Vegas from your couch. Try them out today. Go to MyBookie.ag. Sign up with a promo code SHACK to ensure mm. that you are eligible for all their future promotions and bonuses, that's mybookie.ag and use promo code SHACK. Well, when I regroup, I'm going to use that promo code because, oh, did I oh, oh, did I have a bad week. I had a good week, House, in that I uh, had many bets that were looking promising, but uh, I just too many near misses. Alex Noren blew up today. Bernard Longer, twenty yeah. fourth. My top Can you believe that? at fourteen to one. I, I had him at ten to one. I had him at ten to one. Oh my god! By the way, I had I had Stuart Sink also, who, who was also finished just outside. I think I had him at what ne- a turbulent five to one. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. What I so I I got the thrills of of uh, and I got to cash you know a few things, but. Uh, the big, the big ticket items, not so, not so great. But hey, it was yeah. uh, great entertainment and uh, always great fun going to to Ladbrokes and and watching the digital horse I'm, races. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, oh, well, I'm so jealous. I mean, that's the thing. Right? Oh, we're going to be talking no, about you this. You don't want to see that site. In, in any event, we talked a little bit about you know some of the pin positions, and I do. I share your frustration. Mm. I I wanted all of the pins from 15 through 18 to be slightly more uh, generous, uh, accessible. Yeah. 15 yeah. W- was in a terrible spot. That, I, that I, was, I, it was. Yeah, six, it was. 16 was fine for the last, mm. very last groups. It wasn't great, but the very last, I mean, Xander Shoffley hit it close, and so did Kevin Chappell. Both of them had birdie tries on I, 16. I saw those, yeah. Eight, 18 was gettable, but 17 wasn't as gettable as I would like. But you mentioned the green speeds, and this is a thing I wanted. I made a mental note. I wanted to make sure that we talked about this because you're there. You walk them. You could you could feel them. I I uh, we have as a juxtaposition what we just saw out of Shinnecock, where there was this uh, apparent. Now I don't know. You know that we'll have uh, an opportunity as uh, the golf year continues to to the stories, the deep dive stories on what went wrong at Shinnecock and what the USGA right. got wrong. We know in the immediate uh, moment that they let, you know, they confessed to letting some of the conditions get away from them. But the difference between how Shinnecock played with its impossible green speeds and the way Carnoustie played with greens that rolled at, at the fastest, what, 10 this week? I think they got up to 10 and a half. Uh, they alerted us yesterday that they'd picked up 
uh, a few inches on the stint meter. So yeah, I mean, really maxing out ten and a half in the in, in the morning. By the way, but they they grow during the day. So so my question to you is: It fair to compare Shinnecock to Carnoustie? The way those courses are designed, the natural defenses, and taking a look at the green speeds of Carnoustie and the what we saw from the guys in terms of a test of golf and producing a true champion compared to the green speeds of Shinnecock and where guys felt like, you know, um the 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 course was playing in an unfair way. Is it fair to compare those two venues? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, the the, the greens just got too fast at Shinnecock for for the contours and um, you know, this golf course is irrigated all the way, and the, uh, Craig, uh, both the superintendent, did a beautiful job uh, managing this place, and they, they kept watering it until just recently, and then they turned, if you can believe it, those fairways were irrigated until I think about 10 days ago, and then he just started turning off the, uh, the water gradually, and, and they turned, you know, the color of the leaderboard, and, but the greens, they maintained uh, the irrigation. I was a little troubled, I'll be honest, early in the week. I thought the look of the yellow within the green greens was was a little odd, and the way the guys were saying that the fairways were <laughs> faster and harder and uh, to hold uh, than the greens wasn't great. But it it the greens picked up just enough firmness and lost just enough color that it really worked. And then I, I know how see you know with television masks because they cut to another player, but the pace of play out here was so nice, and it's just so. Much more enjoyable not watching people mark every two footer and 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 set up shop and regroup and reread and it was just wonderful the pace of play it's, it, despite how demanding the course was. Now a few groups fell behind today and, they, and I think Jordan Spieth got his they got a bad time. Tiger and Molinari were behind uh, for for most of the back nine. So they but it, it, everybody could see the difference here in the pace of play and everyone attributed it to one thing and one thing only and that was green speed so it's just it's just a vital issue for the sport and um here here were two perfect examples back to back two great golf courses and that's really the gist of the piece i'm writing right now for for golf week is carnoustie this week ends and carnoustie's reputation i think uh, has just improved incredibly. It didn't have a bad reputation, but it had a reputation as a place that could get freakish uh, and weird and maybe uh, reward luck too much. I don't think anybody leaves there this week thinking that, and I think it, it now becomes to a lot of people just a masterful test of strategic golf, whereas Shinnecock, it's like, wow, um, I, what, what do we do with that? What, what, where, where do we go from here there? And that's, that's how fickle this whole thing can be in major championships reputation-wise for courses. Well, that's exactly why I asked the question because I, you know, the, the, the number one takeaway for me after Shinnecock was the debacle resides in letting those greens, you know, get to a speed that, they're, that the course is not designed to produce. You know, it's not, you're not, you're not going to find the most proficient uh, golfer uh, in in a manner that that's consistent with what the the course is asking of golfers. You might you're going to get guy, guy, the the golf now one two there. Kepka and Fleetwood played the best on Sunday. There's no no you know demeaning or diminishing what they accomplished no, at, no. At, at Shinnecock, and I don't mean to be suggesting such, but you know there was just too many um, 
wrong bounces and 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 you know the guys on sat- Saturday afternoon just got a radically different golf course than, yes. than the guys who got who went off the first part of the day. Carnoustie by contradistinction, you know, rewarded the best player over the entire weekend. There was one player without a, a bogey over the entire yeah. weekend. And and he won. He's the championship golfer of the year. So I that that's the the point I wanted to make. Yeah, no, and it's a great point, and I'm glad you brought it up because I have to go finish about 250 words in the piece, and so you're, <laughs> I'm feeling good about it now. I you know I wrote it, and then uh, we're doing this, and I'm going to finish it off with some stats and stuff. But I, I you, you're making me feel better about it that um, it, it's just um, it's such a cool place too, and and I don't know how it came off on on television but there are so many unusual hazards here and funky little ditches and it it just reminded me when you're here well on a, a number of things but there, it's amazing what tiny little hazards can do uh to be really interesting golf to, to create interesting holes and to get in the heads of these guys and it, um, it it just was so fascinating how they managed it off the tee. And I think the other cool thing is how much the guys liked it. I mean, this this left them worn out at the end of the day. They had to, they had to think, but they didn't have to – yeah, it wasn't physically tough in terms of hacking out of stupid stuff all day like other opens here. But they were worn out. When they'd come into our little uh, interview area, you could just see guys were, were pretty uh, frazzled at times by – having been out there and on all the things that go into the golf course. And that's just cool when you see that. Um, well, that's we, 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 in the, in the, in the run up um, to this week, uh, as we were trying to kind of do some early forecasting, yeah. we did observe that, that there did seem to be a pattern of kind of a cerebral golfer having success at this venue and that the, the great strategists, um, you know, are, are, have been rewarded at uh, Carnoustie. And I think, you know, uh, the, the the prominence of Tiger this week showed out, you know, that that that's a great strategic thinker oh, yeah. on, on a golf course. His, yeah. his strategy of 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 getting himself to Saturday without any, you know, major mess ups was was really quite brilliant, right? I mean he, it was. he, it he was. just nudged himself and then he he went ahead and got aggressive on Saturday, shot the sixty six that shot him straight up the leaderboard. And put himself in position to where he's standing on the tee on eleven as the leader of the Open Championship, yeah. and the world was on fire. But the same thing is true, of course, of Frankie Molinari, who shot a beautiful sixty-five on Saturday and played a game that that didn't feel uh, to me to be, you know, unbelievably aggressive. But you know, because of his ball striking right now, and and the rarefied air that he occupies. He shot eight under over the weekend. He was even coming into Saturday, yeah. and then he went, you know, uh, uh, 65, what, 69? 69, yeah. Right, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that that's... But but just in terms of, of, you know, we have yet again another guy, 35 years old or older, winning the Open Championship. There's a reason that that stat bears out, Shaq. It's these guys with experience. It's these guys with, you know... The gravitas to think their way around, to not get flustered. They have the short game, and the touch doesn't abandon them. And I want to make a, a, a just draw a distinction between what we saw from Molinari down the stretch 
and the X-Man, Xander Shoffley, who was really terrific today. I mean, notwithstanding his his three over, he shot 74, but it was a pretty effing impressive 74, Shaq. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, he was in it to the end. And and by the way, uh, playing the chrome softball, the ball that changed the ball by Callaway Golf. Our that comes here. as no surprise. Uh, yeah, yeah. What a uh, – what, but, what, yeah, what a steady performance to hang around. And, and I, again, did not – Watch the Spieth group, but it just listening to the the radio, uh, the open radio broadcast that I uh, enjoy so much over here, and I could have sold my radio for a lot of money. They used to sell these things here, house. It's so enjoyable to listen to. There's no delay, and it sounded like Xander's grouping there with Spieth was really tough at times because they had a lot of issues and they had some some rules situations. He tried to get a drop and they, and they were behind and then Jordan gets a bad time. So for him to hang in there and then he gets to 17 and, and there was something we were listening to Rory. Was there something with a baby right behind him and he backs off the chip and he smiles and he laughs and he still hits a... That was a phenomenal wedge shot. He hit short. I don't... I, that's where I stood most of the week, that area when you got up to 17 green. There is no shot there. You see nothing. And so for him to have given himself a putt there and to hang into uh, this tournament, uh, hang around till the, to the really to the 71st hole, uh, just a, a sensational performance for him. And, yeah, it was uh, a funny – it's worth talking about. It was a funny sequence. He hit probably the best tee ball on 16 of anybody today. And he had yeah. an, an immensely makeable putt that he just hung out on the left side. He, he looked, it was clear he expected it to turn. It didn't move an iota. It rolled right over the left edge. He was surprised by it, but it was a super makeable. And that would have brought him up to seven and, and had him uh, tied with Molinari at that point. Um, and then they, he and Spieth both laid back on their tee balls on, on 17, and they both had 225, at least 225 in, and neither one of them hit good balls. His That's probably the, the shot that, that took him – well, it's not probably. It is the shot that took him out yeah. of the tournament because, you know, it was short, it was right, it was in a portion uh, along kind of the gallery line there um, where he had to move folks, and he it was probably like an 8- to 10-minute real-time – exercise to get people moved for him to figure out yeah. what shot he wanted oh. to hit and then the baby in the backswing which was low oh. you only get that really at the open championship where the fans are so close a woman is there with her baby in a stroller the stroller is physically prominent in the in the camera shot when they show from behind and you can hear her the little girl babbling a little bit in the background oh. i honestly wonder if it loosened them up because he had a chuckle uh, he yeah. backed off afterwards. He he because he, he was really grinding on, over the shot. You know, he he probably stood over it and took I don't know ten practice swings, and they had to move people um, a couple different times. Uh, and then he hit just an unbelievable shot and had a very makeable par putt on seventeen. That's at that moment still would have had him in there at at at, uh, at six under with a chance to get to seven under because he didn't know that Frankie was going to birdie eighteen. Um, but you know, all, all all kudos to him just hanging in there all the way up uh, to that point, and he still had a chance to birdie eighteen um, and 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 take uh, a second place alone. But his his performances in the majors and at major tournaments now, it is time to take note check of the X Man. Yeah, absolutely. So good for him, and I mean, just so many great performances. Matt Kuchar, uh, 
Uh, you, you remember I talked him down. I'm, I'm fessing up, by the way, all the bad advice I got. Uh, I talked him down after seeing him at the at the uh, Scottish on the weekend struggling did, on the range. He was getting a lesson, and the body language was awful. So that I that uh, and look at him. He finishes tied for ninth with Spieth. Um, Patrick Cantlay a great performance at, at tw- tied for twelfth. I mean, so many people had a chance. Thorborn Olison, uh, Eddie Pepperell was the leader in the clubhouse there. Uh, Kevin Chappell, super uh, uh, week for him. Now working with Sean Foley, who's helping him uh, with some some uh, swing changes to help take pressure off his back. So just uh, uh, sensational stories. How did it mask? Uh, again, we, we have both Sky and NBC here. We can watch, but we can't hear... Um, audio entirely. We don't get the, the, the commercial that you get, like the playing through commercial. Um, your uh, kind of overall take on, the, on, on how it came off on the broadcast. So over the last two hours, I was getting increasingly frustrated with the number of ads, the number of commercials. Mm. And I don't know if I have been gaslighted by the other majors, by the Masters and by uh, the U.S. Open, where over the last two hours, it feels like those tournaments have, um, you know, really uh, committed themselves to showing uninterrupted uh, golf play. And with the Tiger in the mix, I really, I didn't want to even countenance any play through. Like, I just want to watch Tiger in that moment, you know, on the back nine, Tiger and all the guys, because all all the shots are coming out on the back nine of the Open Championship when the leaderboard is is that tight, and it just it was it was a it was a, a Sunday like you know um, I'm not going to name any tournaments by name, but not not it, it had a, a a not major feel in terms of the frequency with which we were having commercials and so mm. forth, and I I don't mind front loading because you know the broadcast starts so early front load that son of a gun with the with the commercials and let us watch the golf like all the eyes are on it you know for the, for those last two hours it just get, felt like too much too many breaks hmm. Shaq. okay now i do need to hear a little bit more about your feelings on certain players and the fashion because you know i usually take note of that especially the masters like what what final round outfit looks good with the green jacket you know karmically What's a guy thinking there? Uh, you, I really just didn't even take notice of of any major fashion gaffes today. But you, besides Spieth, was there more that you were yeah, well, appalled I, by? First of all, and you're uh, not normally appalled by by these things. I'm, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep saying this until he does. You wear something white about belts. It. I don't wear white belts. You talk me yeah, out of do. it. I stopped oh, doing really? that. Oh, really? Re- yeah. oh, when was wow. the last a... time we were together? I was in black belts, and you know, you were. I, but I, I had white I shoes on. You. Oh, okay. But um, I have two things to say on this front. First of all, Uh-oh. I worry that all the guys sharing the house were giving each other votes of confidence around their sartorial choices that were mm. not, not you know, they weren't doing themselves any favors. Because, first of all, Ricky Fowler wearing those orange pants. I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. He's, That's his you thing. Can't, you well, can't you win like a ma- the- You're not going to win a major dress like that. There is a way to wear <sighs> orange accents he wear gray with an orange accent or something like that you can you can maintain the orange theme now he was out of it right i mean he his his tournament ended on saturday yeah. on six when he hit it out of bounds it but it you, no no who's the last guy dressed like that that's won a, a major championship 
And this goes to, by extension, now I didn't have an issue really with Jordan's shirt, although I heard some, so there was a lot of people out there in the Twitter sphere that didn't love the horizontal stripes. I don't mind mm. that shirt. It was the shirt and the pants that was just, uh, you know, it looked like a trying yeah. too hard kind of combination, Shaq. And, that, uh, and it was a okay. blue belt, it was royal blue pants, and it was a shirt wow. that was on a color scheme that just had them all too too similar. Now the that's one set of of guys. Whereas like he's not dressed like he's going to win today. And I, I I had that reaction. I'm telling you, I checked the okay. the odds and I went to go do something about it. The other thing I want to talk about is Nike. And at some point, I really feel uh, like yeah. we should have somebody on from Nike or somebody who reps them because I I I've been I've said this many times. I'm a lifelong Nike devotee. I can't for the life of me understand what the hell they're doing. With their golf clothes, they had guys in polka dot hats. Let me tell you oh, something, Shaq. I liked that hat. There I ain't nobody, hat cool. ain't nobody coming out to the Open Championship and winning, holding up the claret jug in a polka dot hat, Shaq. Oh, Let geez. me tell you right now. Wow. But wow. Torberg Olison, a- my boy okay. Olison, came out on fire, Shaq. Birdie, birdie. I thought, oh, here we go. 29 on the front, maybe. Was it was we start, you know, Ken and I was like, oh, polka dot hat. He's out. He's out. No wow. Olison for me. Yeah, that's the way I usually am. But I, I thought that hat was cool. It looks like stars of the night kind of thing. But oh well. Uh, I thought you were going to comment on the like these theme colors, where a bunch of the guys were wearing some sort of pink color day. Rick Riley was asking me where this came from, and I said this has been a thing for a while. Where they, where they have these like these these like they're in the Tour de France. He goes, well, that's that's a, they are teams. They're not teams here. I go, I, I Rick, I can't. I'm trying to well, explain to you. I have no idea why they do these thematic things. It uh, was it was curious. It's clear that guys Tiger, of course, is never a part of that. But. Right. Well, you know who else wasn't a part of it. Frankie Molinari. Uh, Frankie no, Molinari had, had beautiful clothes. Beautiful right. clothes on Frankly Mo- Frankie Molinari today. And and a, and a lovely, you know, black and white stripe, very muted, uh, a nice stone color slack, a nice white shoe. One Looked like a major okay. winner to me, Shaq. Great outfit, right. Frankie Molinari. Uh, open championship uh, winner outfit as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, and a I, Nike I guy. You, so how you, is he able to, to select? Yes, well, I, I know. Yeah, they have this thing where some some people seem to not be on the uh, on the varsity squad and don't, or they don't get the memo. I'm not. I'm not sure. We'll 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 look into it. House, how's that? But I, yeah. I I'm, I'm with you. I mean, there it, it is fascinating, but. Let's not. Uh, we we don't want to leave this uh, this discussion in this week uh, without just kind of summing up. I think what was uh, it was so close to a, an all timer and well, that, yeah. uh, immensely yeah. satisfying. At least for those of us here watching, and and hopefully uh, those watching at home, that it it I think it probably got monster ratings with Tiger it's, being in contention, with Jordan Spieth being in contention, and Rory in the weekend, and uh, you know the, the let's, early morning let's coverage. Do some- so. Yeah, let's do some context and some stage setting. Uh, our boy Justin Ray, who you know I love to to uh, yeah. cite, he he mentioned on his Twitter how this week was the week forty years ago that Jack Nicholas won his fifteenth major. So mm. wow, wow, is this poised to be something special for the Tiger? But let's just talk about all the other special things for the Tiger that that happened. He is now inside the top 50 of the official World Golf Rankings, which means he is playing oh, in the Bridgestone. No, I don't. I don't. Please. I don't want no? to discuss. No. No. I could care less that he's playing in the Bridgestone. He could care less. Somebody asked him about it. 
afterwards, and he didn't think he was going to be uh, in, in with his his finish. So, well, um, but I, that I, was I, just his. But he didn't. It was not. Uh, a I high understand. For him this I know. Week. I know. I know the point you're making, and I don't disagree with it. But it's nice to know the next time we're going to see him, it's going to be at a venue where he's had enormous success. Where you know we're we're certain of seeing him one more time before the PGA. Um, and he's going to be playing against, you know, best in the world. So those are all good okay. things. That Those are yes. all things that I'm interested in and I'm excited about. I have a tournament to look forward to now as, as the calendar flips from July in, into August. Uh, and, you know, the the uh, final glory's last shot uh, is, is coming up hot, coming up hot yeah. on us. It's truly glory's more. last shot because then it's going to May. That's uh-huh. that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, no, um, it should be that should be good. I, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm more excited about the Bridgestone at Firestone than I am a PGA at Bell Reeve for a variety of reasons, architectural. So there you uh, go. Yeah, there you go. Things I'm hearing, and just it's just so hard to follow up the Open, and when you see these amazing players performing on a course like this, that is so intensely difficult, and playing all these cool creative shots. And, you know, you see the look, you see the caddies, what they're doing to try to keep these guys going. Um, the whole thing, it's just a very special place here. The Open is uh, my favorite uh, in a lot of ways because of that. And when it's like this, it's just so gratifying. It's just really hard to get excited about seven million yards of of, uh, of soggy, uh, hot uh, St. Louis uh, Rees Jones golf course uh architecture so uh i want to i'm going to relish this one and really soak it up and 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 uh, think a lot about it and blog a lot about it and all that because it was a uh, an amazing week and and tiger just is uh brings something else to the proceedings but but you also don't want to overshadow the incredible work that all these players did to uh, right. to, to peak and uh Ten and, million, and, it's just, and and you know how to. Uh, it's just so fun how much they're embracing this, and and you just don't any longer hear people come and be the dumb American or the um, just the point misser. Uh, they really, really, truly got it, and uh, that's that's just that's just really neat for uh, the current state of the game and and uh, these players, and and then continuing to raise the standards of where we go with tournaments. So, well, that, cool that's stuff. it, right? The perfect antidote to the bad taste we some might have had in their mouths from the Shinnecock experience. Golf returned to a birthplace kind of venue with a reputation of producing genuine, wonderful champions. We had an unbelievable packed leaderboard. 10 million congratulations to yep. Frankie Molinari for the, his style of play, for his strategy, for, for really uh, – flipping the script on his own game in the middle of his really approaching the end of his golf career life. Right. He's probably got another 10 years of, 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 but you know, you don't see guys in the mid thirties acquiring the short game that, that, that he's managed to acquire. He's always been a great ball striker, but you know, now uh, he's right there at the very upper echelon of, of, you know, he's all the way up to seven. uh, I think the official world golf rankings or the FedEx or something. I know that I saw, as a stat here in the last couple hours, um, inside the top ten, obviously a Ryder Cup guy. Uh, that's going to be a hella, hella fun competition in Europe with him now, kind well, of a you know, definitely, yeah, uh, him a, winning a Euro hero. They're very, very uh, nervous about the Ryder Cup being a big loss for Europe over here. I'm, I'm a little surprised how 
they're sensing it. So so him winning, you really could hear it in the cheers out there today. They are very excited that a European uh, has won the Open. They always are, but also there's there's they take the Ryder Cup so seriously here, and so this this little extra boost that their uh, their guy who by the way was in a match with Tiger when the matches were decided in 2012 at Medina, they were playing against each other. It's just uh, very cool that uh, wow. they how great would they, that be? Um, he he had this. He faced down Tiger Woods this weekend, and and he yeah. won. So they're they're very excited about that. So really exciting. And and a lot of respects for what's coming up. Uh, I'll try not to be too much of a downer about uh, Bell Reeve, and we'll uh, we'll get excited. You've got some uh, fun stuff coming up on House of Carbs, I take it. We have a wonderful uh, show where we just recorded went up on Friday with a local uh, uh, hero of mine, a founder of of a, a bespoke cocktail business called Small Craft Liquors. Amy McDonald is All on. Right. We're doing this. We're, we covered the summer palette. A lot of delicious cocktails, ingredients, recipes, ideas for you. Because we're really in the entering the best part of summer. It's vacation time, Shaq. It's time to sit back, enjoy a cucumber tonic, enjoy a Paloma, enjoy you know a, a, a delightful uh, a little- salty margarita. I'm I'm gonna try to get a Pims tonight, the British summertime drink. Although the Scots don't really think a whole lot of me ordering a Pims up here, but uh, we've had some lovely uh, uh, meals and alcohol and and all that good stuff up here. It's just been beautiful evenings, late evenings, and it's just been a pleasure to be here. So I look forward to listening to that when I get home and uh, catching up on uh, all the good stuff and catching up with you in a few weeks on the Shack House. Part of the Rare Podcast Network. Ain't nobody coming out to the Open Championship and winning, holding up the claret jug in a polka dot hat sack. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.